0: One God gave me a Ferrari because I am a Ferrari. You're a Ferrari too. When God made you,
1: he had all the options put on. You are fully loaded and totally equipped. So do this with me. Whoa, whoa. Where did we ever come up with the style of preaching we have today? There is some entertaining preaching, but not convicting preaching, and the legacy has been tragic.
0: It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
1: Who's running
0: this show? It's the Wretched Radio Mail call. Uh, delivery bag, Q&A, infotainment, nationwide extravaganza, featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and misses. Any special message for all the kids watching at home?
1: What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have
0: 1,200 messages. That is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Friel. DeVille
1: is here! Uh, This is Wretched Radio. I'll tell you who's running this show. It ain't Jimmy. Why, I Hold in my never-before-nicotine-stained fingers, an email sent to idea at wretched.org. Todd, can we get a backstory about Jimmy? Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> I feel like I barely know him. That's was he, Was his kids say that? His wife says that? <laughs> he's, a- he's, he's kind of a loner, that fellow. <laughs> was he a pastor? Do you guys go to the same church? How did he start working at a gospel partners media? And this, you're going to love this one. And who's going to take his spot when he's done radioing, which I didn't know could be a gerund. Jimmy, who's going to take, I'm asking the questions today. Are you thinking about who's going to take my spot? That's, that's just the question that's being asked. <laughs> that's all I'm saying right here. Okay. All right. So what's the backstory about Jimmy? So,
2: uh, um, um, Man, I don't know how much time we have here. Uh, so, um, hey,
1: thanks for sending in your emails.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a long story, but uh, to to answer the high spots, uh, yes, I was a pastor. I did serve for years as a pastor uh, until 2019. How many years? Uh, five okay five six that's yeah a long time. so uh, until uh it was October 2019 uh the pastor that I was serving under I was an associate I was his associate he uh stepped down and the church offered me the job as well, pastor how
1: desperate where I'm sorry I'm going <laughs> well that's That's probably
2: the truth. They felt sorry for me. (laughs) So anyway, they offered me the job. And uh, just during the process of praying over it and talking it through with the family, I come to realize with the help of my family, how much I had been neglecting them, Um, you know, by being by vocational, working in radio and as a pastor, I had just completely, totally neglected them. One thing real quick that my, my, my middle son says that still said that still sticks with me is you talk to awful lot about discipleship. But you don't disciple us. Oh, man. That's kind of my bailiwick is is disciple making. And uh, anyway, um, and he was right. I was just a just a deep, deep cut that made me do a lot of soul searching and uh, praying over it and realizing that I just disqualified myself from the ministry. I could not serve as the pastor of that
1: church and do it um, and honor God. Simultaneously. Dude, I have to tell you, you told me that. Did you start here about 20, 25 years ago? <laughs> Feels like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and how many, by the way, how many programs do you remember out of the last year? Um, none. none. It's, let me tell you, it, it's like wretched, wretched, like some sort of brain swipe. Mm-hmm. You don't remember anything around here. It's a phenomenon that is undeniable. But when you first started here, you shared that story with me. And I remember being agog, simply agog, because, wow, that's transparent. That's just refreshing. You know, if I'm not anything, I'm probably too transparent. (laughs) Well, but it's—it's. this is, I think, a lesson that all of us can learn, potentially maybe more so the fellows, when Jimmy confessed that he he discovered I'd been neglecting my family, that's a mouthful, and disqualified from ministry? So I didn't take the call. Now, did that make you think, oh, what a loser, man? Or did you go, wow, dude, well played, way to go, and talk about humility. I'm telling you, it is so contrary to my fleshly self. I think if I'm transparent and I admit something, people are going to think less of me. How much pride is that? So, Jimmy... Well played. So you were doing the you were doing the country music thing Right. whilst you were doing the pastoring. Correct. Correct. So how many references to say Clint Black did each of your sermons have? <laughs> About three. Okay. Give or take. <laughs> That's right. All right. And and when are you when are you planning on kicking the bucket? I think was the last question. <laughs> are you waiting on that? Hey, no, but I will tell you this. Speaking of kicking the bucket, it's going to happen to all of us. And one of the things that we are plotting of scheming planning for, I should say. The future is is that upon anybody's death here at Gospel Partners Media, we produce Wretched and Transformed and Road Trip, uh, at anybody's demise, that this ministry will be broad enough and strong enough to endure. Very excited to let you know what that's going to look like in 2024. It is kicking. And I am so excited.
2: What are you shaking your head about? You say it, anybody's
1: demise except mine. (laughs) I didn't mean mine. (laughs) I'm not going to die. Isn't it funny how rich people are always the ones who work so tirelessly at coming up with some sort of way to endure forever. And there you have the owner's manual that tells you how you can. I mean, the one who holds your life together says, This is how you can live forever and enjoy it beyond your wildest imagination. No, I think I'd rather have my head cut off and frozen in a locker someplace until they get it figured out where I can have a body that doesn't break down. Unbelievable. Which is a reminder, I'm telling you, that rich people are not content. I don't, it would, oh, Jimmy. Oh, I'll never think of it! Somebody sent me the lyrics to a John Mayer. Oh, I know Jason did, (laughs) 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 Pastor Jason, who just joined us. Actually, he's actually leading this initiative that we're talking about for next year. It was uh, "Satisfied" by John Mayer, something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a pretty old song, if I'm not mistaken. John Mayer, who no doubt has millions. He has millions of people who think his music is groovy, man, and he's, it's not, he's not satisfied. I, why, why how, how, come I, how come I don't have the contentment that I was told that all of this stuff would bring? And the answer is because stuff can't deliver on bigger things. They can be fleetingly fun for a bit. That's it. That's that's all they can deliver. The only thing that endures forever is God and his word. Would you kindly send questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org. So before we get to
2: the questions, uh, mm. we had a text mm. who uh, thanked us. They wanted She wanted to uh, say, uh, Todd and Jimmy, I thank you for the gift of the toffee segment
1: earlier this week. That you totally failed on. <laughs> I did not you fail. You utterly and totally... I give you some of Mrs. Freel's toffee. And it was great. No, that's not what you said. Pretty good. I was chewing. And then the microphone goes off and you're like, this stuff is amazing. I was chewing. Uh, I don't have I don't have my cell phone with you. I just received a text. I've been getting texts. Mrs. Freel makes this blue ribbon toffee. Oh, my! it is good. And then so we send it out to a few acquaintances and inevitably I get texts back, typically with pictures of the whole family, like a pack of dogs on some sort of carcass in the middle of a desert, just rawr, rawr, with a toffee just this morning, got one that said, Mrs. Friel could open up a toffee business. Uh, uh, Another text said, Jimmy wasn't even close to how good it is. Uh, what's <laughs> hey, would this be hey. Let's see. If, let's see if I can return the favor. I hold. Boy, this is a lovely package, which tells me Mrs. Hicks was involved in the wrapping. <laughs> yeah. It's from a Mr. Jam. It's my Christmas present. It is. Oh, are you not excited? Oh, this, this is nice. What's that? Standard text messaging rate supply. <laughs> I don't
2: know what um I don't know what irritates you more. Um me saying that or me
1: chewing toffee in your ear. Oh, I as long as you enjoy it, that's all that okay. that matters to me. Oh, cool. You you shopped for me at Walgreens. <laughs> they had just the perfect thing for you. Some sort of allergy medicine to keep my throat from the springtime this that happens. <laughs> Got you. A- <laughs> hey, first of all, thank you for the flattering image. All right, let me try to describe Jimmy's gift from <laughs> Walgreens. I have to believe it's the back of me. that That's right. It is the back why of me. Why not? Why the back of me?
2: Because it's AI created, because you can tell it's like cartoonish, but AI won't
1: create images of real people. So I, I had to create that your lies, lies. What was that? I think we just read about it earlier this week that the AI, it it can take you and then um, make you look like you have no clothing on. Oh, yeah. I wasn't doing that one. Um, OK, so th- it can do it. But this one said, no, just you can't do it. So you did right. my back, which, by the way, it looks just like you. <laughs> No, this guy looks like he's kind of ripped. Oh, he's got kind of a V shape. We know better. All right, so you you went to the Walgreens with the with the AI business. Uh-huh. With it's my back. I'm going into a Publix, which right now has a delicious turkey cranberry sub. Oh. Mm-hmm. and I've got pinwheels on.
2: <laughs>
1: Don't you appreciate that? Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> You're wearing pinwheels going into a Publix. <laughs> You can only You can only glean that the government told you to.
1: You know, the only thing this is missing is a number of signatures from a bunch of theonomists. That would have just made it I didn't really
2: have, didn't have enough time.
1: Really special. We will finally get around to you and your questions, comments, conundrum, snark, sent to idea at wretched.org next on Wretched Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> As you know, we like to talk about MediShare here because it's affordable biblical health sharing. And I actually saw an ad from MediShare announcing themselves to missionaries. How smart is that? What a blessing that might be. If you're not familiar with MediShare, it's an alternative to traditional health insurance, which means it's alternatively less expensive. The average family saves about $500 per month it's christians sharing the health burdens of other christians it's a beautiful thing whether you're a missionary or not if in that is a need you have i encourage you metashare.com slash wretched metashare.com slash wretched or call them and talk to a nice person who's gonna pray for you and they will tell you what your family can anticipate and you can as Questions 84434 Bible 84434 Bible.
2: Hey, you know, we usually have a lot of fun around here, but today I've got something seriously good to share. Our year in sale in full swing, and this is not your run-of-the-mill garden variety sale. This is the big one. First of all, we're offering up to 50% off, practically giving things away. And that's not all, because if you order over $50, we're going to ship it for free. But wait, there's more. Here's the big deal. If you spend $75 or more during the wretched year in sale, we're going to throw in a wretched 40-ounce tumblr think stanley but of the wretched variety and this tumblr is so exclusive you can't buy it the only way to get your hands on it is to spend 75 dollars or more during the wretched year-end sale it's our way of saying thank you for all the support and speaking of support if you are so inclined every donation now through the end of the year is being matched dollar for dollar it's the year-end extravaganza here at wretched it's easy it's impactful and hey it's a pretty good way to avoid whatever else you were supposed to be doing at the moment
1: so you aren't convinced of the importance of training godly men to rightly divide the word of truth in churches internationally well then we'll let paul washer convince you
2: you have to support men who are elder qualified proclaimers of the word when we support a man coming out of tmai we know not only that he is properly trained but we know that
1: he will still be supervised would you please join tmai the masters academy international in advancing the good news of the gospel of jesus christ through expository preaching in local churches around the globe It's a magnificent ministry and it's so important. Please consider partnering with TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Thank you for supporting indigenous pastors around the world.
0: Important dates in Christian history. 1948 the world council of churches is formed as an interdenominational body promoting christian unity and presence in society modern ecumenism saw differing denominations work together in spiritual and social causes but also resulted in the watering down of christian doctrine This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
1: Welcome to Present Exchange. This is Wretched Radio. Was that supposed to be a white elephant or was that from (laughs) the bottom of your sarcastic heart? And that was from me to you. If you would like to gift us, please keep sending questions, comments, conundrums, snarks. Send to idea at wretched.org. We are most grateful. And if you run into anything wretched, a sermon, a story, an article, a video... Just send it off to idea at wretched.org. And don't forget, and you don't need to say that standard text messaging rates apply because I already did. You already did it. Not in the correct context, but I said it, so we're done with that. You can text 877 282 2337. All
2: right, this one is from Josh Todd. I'm going to be uh, I'm hosting and planning the uh, Christmas gathering for my family for the first time this
1: year. And so there. Could I just interrupt for a moment? Huh? I think I just did. Good on you, dude good on you if you happen to be a general Zer and you are now out on your own single or married i would like to challenge you might be a little too late this year because christmas can we still say christmas because christmas is almost upon us but would you would you consider next year hosting it for your family i you go whoa that's a lot of work and it's expensive Yes. Yes, it is. And it'll make you appreciate your parents more than perhaps you have every other Christmas. And it will be good for you. It 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 will give you a perspective. It will help you to think more about family and doing important things and the necessity of working hard to be able to provide nice things. That is a message that Gen Z has received loudly and clearly from culture Don't work hard. No, do something special for your family. You host Christmas next year. I'm telling you, you're going to learn a lot. You will feel good before, during, And after, and it could bear some seriously long term fruit. All right, so he's hosting the Christmas, Uh Shebang. Yep, he's hosting
2: Christmas. He says there's going to be many unsaved family members there. And so he's looking for resources or advice to share the Christmas story and essentially the gospel effectively without coming off overly preachy.
1: Okay, I got an idea for you. Motive. If you don't want to be preachy, and you don't, we shouldn't, ask yourself, why are you doing this? What is your goal in this? Now you might say, well, because I, wa- I want to share the gospel with them. Okay, that's a good goal. Let- let's just see if we can find an even loftier goal than that. You want to share the good news with them because you want to love them. That would be a loftier goal. I just want to show them love. Now, how will that affect your tone? You don't show love when you're preachy or condescending unless maybe you're Al Gore and somehow his kids translate his condescension differently than everybody else does. But if you're trying to love them, you're not going to be preachy, but let's ratchet up another notch. How's about your goal is that they would get saved and know the joys of Jesus Christ? Whoa, wow. And I think if you conclude that's my motive, then you are going to figure out how to deliver that message almost naturally in a way that isn't preachy or condescending or potentially even angrily. And by the way, motive will also help you raise your kids better. You come home from work, dad. What do you want? What do you want? Most likely, like all of us, you're thinking, well, something for me. I want peace and quiet. I want dinner on the stove. I want to be able to watch the game. Mm, okay, fine. Let's, let's bring it up a little bit. You want to disciple your kids. You want your kids to love Jesus more. Now you walk in the door, and instead of it being Shangri-La, it's about the seventh ring of Dante's Inferno, and you're, yeah! Stop. What do I want? I want my kids to love Jesus more. Now engage with them. Your kid was a rascal today, and your wife sends you to the room to deal with that boy. What's your goal? Want him to love Jesus more when I'm done than when I began. Going to change the way you deliver the information. Motive, motive, motive. Think on that long and hard, and it will basically then help you deliver the message rightly idea at org. all
2: right this question is from darian todd As a to k-12 music teacher in a public school i'm struggling with enforcing classroom discipline in a balance of grace and discipline how can this be done in a christ-honoring
1: way did you do this on purpose no it's like a theme <laughs> all right what do you want for them what, what do you want for those kids if you just want peace and quiet obedience them to do their work only sharpen their pencil when you give them permission. Okay. Well, then you're going to have to find in the handbook the maximum authority that you have in these days that is a dwindling amount for so many public school teachers. And you're 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 just going to enforce it. Because it's a low motivation. How's about this? Let's just notch it up a bit. You want kids to see Jesus in you. Furthermore, you want kids to start leading a disciplined life and doing the things that God has determined have to be done or you won't succeed on this planet? Your goal is that they would see Christ in you and not just develop good habits, which are, which are good, but that they would eternally know the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, now go read the handbook, What are the Limits of Your Authority, and apply it based on your motive. I can't tell you how helpful of a principle this is. It'll change your marriage. It'll change the way that you interact with that horrible neighbor. What do you want? What's the goal here? And if it's something that is mostly about self, it's probably not the ideal motive because we're to be thinking of of others with higher esteem than we think of for ourselves. We put others' needs before our own. Start doing that. And how you convey the information will be filled with grace and truth. Idea at Wretched.org.
2: All right. This one is from Joey. Todd, my wife, is struggling with assurance of her salvation, and she feels unmotivated to read the Bible. How can I shepherd and minister to her in this situation? You you (laughs) did did not. I did not.
1: All right. What do you want for your wife? Okay. Let's just start there, and then I maybe have perhaps— The single worst sermon illustration, potentially offensive, but it's not intended to be that. What do you want for your wife? What do you want? You want her to love Jesus. All right. So now, with that motive in mind, uh, you're probably not going to just say, Hey, we're going to church. Hey, read your Bible. You're not going to do that. So you're going to love her, desiring something for her, then whatever scheme you come up with to try to start getting her excited about scripture it's It's going to have the right tone and the right tenor, so here comes a really awful sermon illustration, Jimmy, when it's done, would you please remind me to repent because i <laughs> because it's gonna sound like I'm comparing an unsafe spouse to a dog, but I'm not, but I learned something from a dog video. That's right, and you know what Isn't this a fascinating phenomenon i've I have been watching a few dog videos lately, and <laughs> And that's what came to mind when you read that email. A dog video. Why would a dog video come to Oh, because that's what I'm putting in my mind. The whatever you put into your brain, especially if you repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, it starts to come out. That's what you're experiencing now. So don't blame me for what I'm about to say. These are the dog videos. There was Mrs. Friel showed me a video of a guy. He goes into a kennel and it's this dog, it's curled up in a corner. And he doesn't go in and just, hey, quit acting like a, like a <laughs> Abandoned dog, <laughs> act like you love me. No, he doesn't do that. He just sits next to him, doesn't touch the dog, but puts a, puts a little hot dog out for the for waiting. Just puts it on the floor, waits, G- gives him another one. Finally, puts it in his hand, little by little, and then he puts it a little further away from the dog, so the dog actually has to stand up. And, and this people do this all the time because these dogs, they are they're 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 just hurt. They're traumatized and you gotta go slowly with them. All right, here it comes. Might I encourage you to do the same thing with your unsafe spouse? Rather than getting agitated, rather than trying to say, hey, read, you need to read this chapter. You, I'm the spiritual authority here, read this chapter. You're going to church and you're gonna, and you better have a smile on you. None of that. How's about, how's about dropping little treats? How's about just when you read something and you go wow like I just did <laughs> This is so crazy I can't wait to share this in church Did I mention we're planting a church here in Alpharetta for services December 24th morning and evening different services by the way that the word myrrh that the magi they brought myrrh that why Well it could be anointing of a king it it could be the anointing of a body for death either one works Fast forward then to Matthew 26, near the end of the book, as if he intentionally put a bookmark. What did the woman who broke the alabaster jar put on Jesus' feet? Yeah, the root word is myrrh. Why? Because the Bible is coherent. And as soon as I found that, I'm like, sweetheart, sweetheart, look at it, look at this. I looked up the Greek word, look at this here. Do that with your spouse. Repent. Repent? Uh, Oh, wrong place. Yeah, yeah, Uh, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you just want to drop the nugget and let them get excited. A little bit, little bit, little until they see your enthusiasm and maybe hear something where they go, Well, that's kind of cool. That's pretty helpful. Let your motive be their salvation and their love for Jesus. And then maybe just maybe via excitement, share a little bit without clubbing her over the head. This is Wretched Radio.
2: And it's now time for a wretched news break here on wretched radio i'm jimmy hicks we kick things off with a group of shoplifters in colorado i don't know if you saw this story or not but this particular group of shoplifters well they tried to convince a judge that they deserved shorter sentences because the items they stole yes they stole them but they only stole items that were on sale unsurprisingly that legal defense it flopped. The judge slapped them with some felony charges. Now, I know this shouldn't have to be said out loud, but apparently for some people it does. When someone says, have you seen the sale XYZ retailers having on boots and jackets? It's really a steal. I don't think that's what they mean. Shifting topics now. Boston's mayor is in a bit of hot water over a leaked holiday party invite. Turns out that Michelle Wu was planning a secret Christmas gathering, excluding white staffers. (laughs) her office accidentally emailed the discriminatory invitation to all personnel instead of just the non-whites. Yeah, I don't know how you label that email list. But anyway, nothing spreads holiday cheer like some good old segregation. Who defended, yeah, she actually did defend her Caucasian free event as cultural appreciation. Though something tells me banning certain skin colors doesn't exactly foster any unity. Wonder if she had a whites-only Christmas party as well so she could focus on appreciating their culture. Likely not. And in higher education news, the governor of Oklahoma has just axed the useless DEI bureaucracy across public colleges. His executive order eliminates mandatory critical race theory training, along with layers of well-paid administrators focused on identity politics rather than, I don't know, academics. Yeah, it's a rare display these days of common sense and leadership. So hopefully this improves the educational quality of students in Oklahoma. Who knows? I'm sure something will take its place soon enough. And moving to legal matters, the Supreme Court has agreed to weigh in on mail-order abortion pills. Pro-life states want to limit distribution of dangerous at-home chemical terminations. Obviously, getting rid of them would be the goal. But of course, the pro-abortion, pro-murder groups argue that that restricting these do-it-yourself death cocktails violates their privacy rights. I'm pretty sure that uh, the infants that are being flushed in random toilets would beg to differ there. And finally, another frightening health story. Elementary kids in Virginia have overdosed on fentanyl-laced gummy bears this week. I don't know if you saw this one, but several young students had to be hospitalized after ingesting the candy that had been laced with fentanyl. Investigators believe the candy were accidentally mixed with regular snacks. Yeah, I don't think it was an accident, but anyway, it's another reminder that these types of drugs are very dangerous, even upon touch. You don't have to ingest them. Just touching too much of it can put you in the hospital if not in the ground. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks.
0: Books of the Bible. Zechariah was a prophet who preached God's judgment, repentance, and the promise of salvation to the Jews returning from exile. He relays a series of apocalyptic visions focusing on the coming of Christ, The final salvation of God's people and the final judgment upon sinners. Remember that Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of prophecy. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
1: (laughs) You're starting to sound like Mr. Ed there. I was trying to kind of do the Merry Christmas, but instead, you know how they got Mr. Ed to talk? Peanut butter. Underneath his lips. Uh-huh. so we saw, Merry Christmas, Wilbur and everyone else. From all of us here at Gospel Partners Media, you say, wait, I thought it was Wretched Radio. It is, but we're a part of a bigger ministry that produces Road Trip, Transformed, Wretched TV, resources, books, et cetera. And speaking of Christmas and Wretched... If and you have or haven't ever been a financial gospel partner of our ministry, this would be a great time to consider doing that. We have a matching gift campaign thanks to unbelievable generosity. We've got a matching gift campaign. It would be so helpful. And right now, I do have to potentially encourage somebody or somebodies in particular. It is very challenging right now for a lot of Christians to get by. And we do not if you're if you are struggling, we don't want you to give to this ministry. We don't want you to do it. Uh, give to your local church first. And if you're scraping, please don't. Wow, when was the last time any sort of Parent church ministry, don't give to us. Well, don't, because you gotta gotta keep the main thing the main thing. So if you happen to be somebody who isn't affected by this economy, and you could, if you will, potentially make up for some folks who are in a season where it is a little bit strenuous when it comes to finances, we would be super grateful. You can participate in becoming a gospel partner at wretched.org slash donate. And then... You can send questions, comments, conundrums, snarks to idea at wretched.org. Hey, Todd. Yeah, Jimmy. You notice anything different about me? You got a haircut. No. You did too. I got them all cut. You got a what? I got them all cut. Uh Oh, you didn't. (laughs) Hey. Hey Jimmy. Yes. A- ask me if I want to join you for dinner tonight. You want to join me for dinner tonight? Why Tom? are you coming apart? Oh <laughs> whoa, dad jokes are us. Are we? Yes, uh, it would be <laughs> Dad Jokes are we. There you have it. And don't forget you can also text a message, one eight seven seven two eight
2: two two three three seven. All right, this one is from Cody. Uh Todd, earlier No, you- really,
1: you you interrupted for that lame bad joke. I did. I've been thinking about it for about 20 minutes. <laughs> do, do you feel better? Because we're here. I do not. <laughs> no? Didn't didn't I give you the zip that you were hoping no, for? No,
2: okay. So, Cody, she says, uh, Todd, you recently talked about um, brutal rape should be punishable by death. Yeah. Uh, can you help me articulate that?
1: She agrees with you, but she needs some help articulating that. There's two major thoughts. First, Imago day. that's where it has to start. We are suffering in our society from an exceedingly low anthropology. This is not a university program where you go dig up bones and try to figure out what humans were like. No, anthropology encompasses how we think about humans. What is our value from whence does it come? Don't ask French people. They're going to have the wrong answer. We are made in the image of God. We are the most precious, not to mention intricate, precious creation on the planet. Everything that is on this planet is for us. All of it. The trees, the grass, the sky, all of it. Us. All of it. God gives it to us. Why? Because we're made in his image. So now, if if we are something that precious, okay. Jimmy, this is going to be better than the, the traumatized dog illustration, I hope. When you go into a store and they've got very precious stuff, what do they do? They either put it behind glass or a, a lock of some sort so you can't touch it and break it, or they're going to put up a sign. Hey, don't touch it. Very valuable. Valuable. You break it. You own it. Why? Because it's precious. Ditto. No. Ditto squared with human beings. We're more precious than a Ming vase. By the way, do you know, Jimmy, another dad joke. Do you know the difference between a vase and a vase? What's that? A vase costs more than a buck. Okay. That's pretty much it, right? Hey, do you know the difference between a soprano and an alto? What's that? The alto can read music. Thank you. Thank you very much. Two shows, Friday and Saturday. With an audience of nobody, is this thing even? Hello, lady, mrs, girlfriend, we're precious. And if you mar somebody who is precious, you got to pay the price. And God, and this is our, this is the second place we need to go to look, God has already determined, yeah, you hurt somebody, you take somebody's life, you pay with your life. It's the only thing sufficient. But we got to go deeper because the Old Testament lists a lot of sins you can commit, which are damaging, marring image bearers that call for the death penalty. So I can expand my thinking about capital punishment beyond murder. I can I can include rape, I can include incest. Just being so these people they they lock somebody up and they chain and they abuse. It's like you're done, you're done. You have damaged an image bearer so profoundly you will be paying with your. Life. And I believe that is a higher anthropology than what the liberals were like. No, that's just so cruel. Let's just put him in jail in a little square pen with rotten food for the next 40 years. That's loving. Nope. A high anthropology and the Bible calls for capital punishment for a lot more than just murder. All two two three three seven. All right, this next question comes from—you I, I, are
2: not going to be able to believe this—but it's coming directly from Elvis. It, well, some people are named Elvis. That's his, that's his name. That's right. It's—he uh, says, "Todd, regarding terms and conditions, is it considered lying if I check yes that I've read the?" Uh, you
1: know, that is a great question, and um, oh man, I was trying to to refrain from doing a spot on Elvis impression, but Elvis. That indicates you have a really tender conscience, and that is a good thing. It really is. Now, you want to keep informing it so that you enjoy the things that aren't sin that you maybe think are a sin. But that question is really really encouraging because you don't want to be sinning, and that's good. Now, what do I do with all of those forms? Because let's be honest, do, do any of us read them? We just sign them. Here's, I, I, I'm i gonna use Romans 13 for this, Jimmy. Does, okay. it, does it really apply? Well, you be the judge. If you do something wrong, you've gotta be willing to pay the consequence. Right? So I think I'm gonna take the principle of consequence, but I, I don't know that you're doing something wrong. I think that by signing it, you're saying whatever the contents are, if something happens post-transaction, I'm willing to abide by those rules. Even if you didn't take the time to read them, you simply need to be committed to, I'm going to, if if this causes me to have to pay something, forfeit something, all right, I'm signing it. Now, if you say, I'm not willing to take that risk, then don't sign it. But I don't think you need to read it because it's, I think we all understand. There's there's probably nothing in there that is is anything different than just the legal jargon That is necessary for an organization to do business without getting sued all the time and to save them a bunch of toothaches. We all get that. And so you don't, I don't think, have to read it. But if you sign it without reading it, you're going to have to live with it because you put your name down. That is how I deal with that stuff. Willing to take the consequence. I don't think you're sinning in not reading it and signing it because you're taking responsibility even though you didn't jimmy
2: you cool with that yeah i, I completely agree with that uh, my wife and i actually had that conversation the other day we did i told her um she was struggling with something i said look you, you just gotta embrace your mistakes and she looked at me and she walked up and gave me a hug she did
1: not she was embracing she her mistakes. a skull oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh you win that's another yeah, dad you joke. win. no you win actually <laughs> You win. <laughs> I salute you, sir. one All
2: right. This is from Steve and Todd. I'm concerned about hearing minced oaths uh, like gosh or my goodness yeah. or goodness gracious from the pulpit. Oh. Should I address this with my pastor? Okay.
1: I went, oh, because I don't like them. All right. I don't like them virtually everyone who uses what we call a minced oath is doing it ignorantly. Now, I don't think that that dismisses us, but it does put it on a slightly different level than being fully aware that if I take God's name and just change a vowel, change a consonant and say, that's not really God's name, but it is because that's where I got the base of the word that I'm using to express disgust or excitement. Um, you, Most people don't know. And so they OMG. How's it about, oh, my goodness? Why isn't it, oh, my badness? Oh, yeah, because neither the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit's name begins with the letter B. But good sounds a lot like God. And so we've minced it out. We've changed it out to make us feel a little better about using that expression. So we've taken a worldly form of blasphemy, using God's name in disgust, and we merely changed a letter. Uh, I just think that we Christians... Now that we're aware of it, need to avoid it. But knowing that most people have probably never pondered it, I sure wouldn't well, you should never come at your pastor heart anyway. respectfully, hey i I was listening to this this show. I don't know what it was, but man, the jokes were dreadful, except the one about embracing her mistakes. other than that one, they're <laughs> terrible joke. They talked about some. Are you familiar with that pastor? because You know, I hear you using them. I just wonder if you knew about that. And then you've done it in a way that's gentle, respectful, and loving, which is the way we should always be doing it. This is Wretched Radio. I would say the Tomorrow Clubs is a wonderful ministry. Kids are getting saved like crazy, not just in Eastern Europe, but also in Africa. And it's so efficient. I was just with Paul and Cindy Marty, and I asked, and it said, in, in American currency, how much does it cost to have a kid come to a Tomorrow Club four times a month? So every single week, what, what's the what does it take to make that happen? Ready? A buck, one dollar, that's it. The kid comes, they get treats, per month. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Wretched Radio today. Thank you
2: for all that you actually do for us. You have done so much for us in 2023 and 2024 is looking amazing. As a matter of fact, we have some information that we're going to share on that very, very, very soon, but you could actually help us pull off what it is that we're not talking about right this minute. We'll tell you about it soon enough, but you can actually be a part of it by becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner. And right now through the end of the year, your donation actually goes farther. Thanks to Some very, very, very generous gospel partners. Every donation we get now through the end of the year will be matched. That's right. So double your efforts right now through the end of the year at wretched.org slash donate and consider becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner because when you do that, we are able to reach more people with the gospel. So if you can, prayerfully consider becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner and Merry Christmas to you and your family from all of us at Wretched. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. I believe in a culture of life. One of the most impactful moments of my life was when I heard the heartbeat of my oldest daughter uh, in my wife's womb and then saw the sonograms
1: be in the womb, when you see the form and the shape and the fingers and the heartbeat. Would you please consider supporting Preborn? It's a great ministry of life. It has a high anthropology, shares the gospel with women and with the dads. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched.
0: Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is the art and science of interpreting Scripture. One key principle of hermeneutics is the analogy of Scripture. If God is consistent and the Bible is God's Word, then the Bible is consistent. We can then use Scripture to interpret Scripture, understanding less clear verses in light of clear verses. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
1: can't tell you what I'm about to tell you, so please don't tell anyone I told you what I'm... Not supposed to tell you this is Wretched Radio. Can't tell you exactly where. And I can't even tell you definitively, but I can tell you the Masters Academy International and this ministry, Gospel Partners Media, we're working on another Bible distribution program for 2024. And we're going to be sending MacArthur Study Bibles into a nation where, um, let's just say, it's difficult to get a Bible, period, let alone a MacArthur Study Bible. Can't wait to officially tell you what I'm not supposed to be telling you that I can't actually tell you because it isn't totally confirmed. But I could tell you this if you would like to support the great ministry of the Masters Academy International, whether it is the Bible distribution program or training indigenous pastors around the globe, give or take 20 different nations, it is a really Commendable legacy ministry. It has an impact beyond the initial touch. You train a pastor, he preaches for years, for decades. He trains up and disciples people. He trains elders up. It is a generational impact and it strengthens the body that our Lord loves, the local church. You can learn more at wretched.org slash pastor or wretched.org slash Bible, but don't tell anyone. I told you and then you can tell me whatever's on your mind Idea at wretched.org. All right, this one is from Tiffany. Todd, uh, when having political
2: discussions, should Christians avoid naming specific leaders who are in rebellion against God instead of and instead focus on praying for them?
1: It depends. It it really depends. There's there's an art and science to this. Uh, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Is it necessary? It really, is it necessary? If it is necessary because you think it's going to protect people, it'll save people, it'll illuminate, it'll edify the body. Okay, you could. I'm not saying you have to, but you could. But if it's just sharing it and it's really not going to do anything other than potentially just hurt somebody or their family, then probably not. That We've there's there's one I've got in my stack. <laughs> this is so funny. Speaking of telling you things that we're not going to tell you that we told you about that we didn't actually say. There's a there's a preacher, false teacher, and he was accused of um some miscreant deeds 20 some years ago by a number of women. And the elders said, "Yep, they're credible." Then, as I was tracing the story, one of those outside organizations came in and said, "Nope, not credible," because the women that they were able to identify in this supposed accusation, uh, none of them were willing to talk. But now, one of them was willing to talk. Now the false teachers come out and said, "Yeah, yeah, I did that twenty some years ago." Okay, so that's where we are. So why am I not talking about even now that he's admitted it? Oh, well, I'll tell you why. First of all, I haven't given it a lot of thought. Second of all. I'm, I want to make sure that there is a reason to talk about it. This guy's a terrible false teacher. We've talked about this guy a lot. A lot. And I, I just don't know what I could say that would actually be beneficial, helpful, beyond, well, this is kind of scandalous, or say that's, that's the way false teachers are. Because the reality is, by the way, sadly, we, we really can't say that so much anymore, can we? Because guys that are orthodox take a tumble too. And so you can't go, well, see, it's a false teacher. The next thing you know, sexual escapades. I mean, you can't do that because it happens even with this professing small old orthodox Christians. So until I can think of something that would be helpful for the people who hear it, I'll wait. Now, next week, I might have something, might not. Idea at wretched.org. This is, well,
2: hold on. First, uh, what kind of, uh, Todd, do you know what kind of man Boaz was before he got married?
1: Do I know what, yeah, he was a good guy. Ruthless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we'll wait. (laughs) Oh, we'll wait. Go ahead.
2: I tickled myself. All right. This is from David. Todd, do you think it's possible to find.
1: (laughs) No, go ahead. Well, wait. Jimmy, we're here for you. Really?
2: Todd, do you think it's possible to find a spouse of a different denominational stripe, even if there are some theological disagreements, as long as they are not outside of Christian orthodoxy?
1: I'm sorry. You know, Jimmy. Something cut out. Could you just repeat the question yeah, again? Yeah, for sure. This is from
2: David. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, do you think it's possible? Because
1: I just want to see your head explode because <laughs> it's getting red, and if you have to repeat that again, <laughs> reading it that fast so you don't bust a gut again, yeah, I know it, we, uh, <laughs> we can actually have a medical emergency. Go we ahead. We could.
2: All right. From David. Todd, do you think it's possible to find a spouse of a different denominational stripe, even if there are some theological disagreements, as long as they are not outside of Christian orthodoxy?
1: Well, sure you can. And you could. Wisdom might suggest otherwise based on the issue. If it is something, if it's a theology, it's not essential. You can't marry somebody who's outside of the essentials. Oh, I'll fix them. No, 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 no. That's got to get sorted and settled definitively and with some certainty before you say I do. As far as secondary and tertiary things, there are some things that you can overlook in a marriage, but there are some practical things you can't. And I always think of baptism. She's a Presbyterian, you're a Baptist. What are you gonna do when you have children? So get some of those issues ironed out. What what type of church you're gonna go to? Well, if you go to a Presbyterian church, you are going to hear a covenantal framework. You're gonna probably hear a different eschatology if you are a Baptist and vice versa. You might want to get some of those things sorted in advance because it honestly might get to the point where you say this, this it's until we, if, if we can't get it settled now, it's only going to cause big trouble in our marriage. Not all issues, But there are some idea at wretched.org. Okay, this one is from Chris.
2: Todd, I have a very heartbreaking family issue. My brother is very, very sick and has been in and out of the hospital his whole life. His mind is impaired and he doesn't understand a lot of what's going on. He recently told me that he no longer wants to go back to the hospital and just wants to be Mm -hmm. home and as comfortable as he can. I'm broken. Should I go against his will and send him back to the hospital or allow him to be comfortable as he can until the end?
1: Before I utter a word, please note I'm not talking about you or your situation because this is a complicated territory. So I'm simply going to share a principle that might guide you through it. We have science on the one hand, and I'm I'm talking about actual science. Not Tony Fauci-like science. I'm talking about actual science here. Laboratories, testable, uh, the medicinal solutions that God has given as a gift, we take advantage of those. There's nothing wrong with taking water mixed with a little wine for your stomach. It was the medicine of the day, potentially oil anointing. That had some medicinal properties to it. We can take advantage of medicine. However, there are some times when we can actually withhold it or any sort of care that prolongs the life beyond using a ton of equipment to keep somebody alive. So what's the principle that guides you through that? And I think the answer is, are you expediting death or is death inevitable? If death is inevitable and the individual says, it's okay, we we don't need to, to drag this out. The Lord is calling me home. I'm good with it. You're not sinning. If you honor that request, they're not committing suicide. You're not being cruel to your loved one because it is clear. Now, that's, of course, where it gets dicey. Well, is it clear? Could they possibly? Uh, You might want to have a directive in advance. That can be a very helpful thing for your family so you don't put them in this conundrum. Um, So you're going to have to wrestle through it with a doctor, most likely an elder or two. But you don't have to feel like you are sinning against someone. remember I'm talking in general terms. you need to apply this as you see fit. if they are saying this is the end, I know it and and, and I don't want heroics I, I i don't I don't want it, so please just be at peace because I'm going to be at peace too. you're not sinning jimmy is there anything that you would add to that
2: it's it's really a hard situation and i completely agree with your analysis there but it, it's just when it's your family and especially family that you're really close to it's really hard to just, even if it is their decision to watch
1: yeah it it look i didn't say that you'd be have your emotions minimized with right, this right. but you can be at peace with it the key is whether or not it is clear that god is calling somebody home Versus they could live, and we actually could see some lengthening of days here. That would, that would be a blessing. You got, it. you got to make that call very, very thoughtfully, very, very carefully. And if you would like to add to that, because I can almost hear it right now. You're saying, hey, what about this? What about this? What about that? Please articulate that by putting it into writing and sending it to idea at wretched.org, idea at wretched.org, or use the texter machine, 877-282-2337. And sir, oh, we're all really sorry for what you're going through. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.